So a long time ago, probably like 10 years ago, give or take, right? I was seeing this guy. I met him at work. He worked nearby me, like very close nearby. I would just see him every day. He'd come into my job every day. And I don't remember how our first conversation went, how I gave him my number or anything like that. But I'm pretty sure it all went on at work. And we, um, he used to text me all the time, like non-stop. Pretty much from the point where he opened his eyes up until he went to sleep that night. It would be, you know, genuine conversation. And also what he would do, which I thought was really weird at the time, is he would sort of narrate his day for me. So back then I was only working part-time. He worked full-time. I think his hours were like 8 to 4. So he'd be awake before me. Like even on the days I did have work, he'd be up before me and, you know, had another door before me at work before me so yeah i would wake up in the morning and i'd have a message from him where he's telling me like he's heading to work now and you know i reply back to that message and then that would sort of kick off our conversation for the day while he's at work he'd be like oh i just have this 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 left to do then i'm gonna have lunch and whatever the case might be then we will continue talking nearer to the end of the day he'd be like yep I'm gonna finish up work now and then I have to do like I've got football training I have to go check on my car because his car was like in the shop like at that time I was like I have to go check on my car and then I have to do this and I have to do like he would just tell me everything and then after like we would of course we'd still be talking and he'd be like yeah I'm checking on my car right now and we'd be talking some more and then he would you know just again continue to tell me everything he was doing and I thought it was so weird. I'm like, why does he do this? Like, why does he always do this? I wasn't used to texting anybody that frequently. And that's number one. But number two, for him to be narrating his day, you know, he's actually trying to tell me what he was doing. I'm just like, okay. Like, I, I got used to it. I didn't complain about it. I didn't tell him that I thought it was weird. I didn't ask him why he did it. I just got used to it. And that ran on for about three months right every day texting non-stop I would always wake up to a message from him every morning every morning without fail he was the last person I talked to before I closed my eyes at night without fail all day non-stop messaging without fail for three months then what happens I wake up one morning and there is no message instant gut punch instant gut punch and I remember telling myself, oh, maybe something happened. Like, you know, maybe there's something wrong with him. Like, maybe he got hurt. And of course, I knew I was lying to myself. Of course, I was lying to myself. Because if something had happened to him, he would have told me, right? He would have messaged me and told me. Same way he messaged me and told me everything else he was pretty much doing every day. He would have said, hey, I'm sick. Hey, whatever the case might be. So my head went to the worst. Like, maybe he died. Like, maybe he is laid up in the hospital bed right now, paralyzed from neck down. Like, maybe he can't send me a message. And low-key, I knew this was the beginning of the end, right? I knew this was the beginning of the end. I knew that we weren't going to get back to before. And I wanted to live in denial for a bit. Um, And like I said, we work next to each other. So I, if I remember correctly, I ended up messaging him like later in that, that day because he'd always message me first. I would always be sleeping when he'd send his first message through, but I messaged him later that day and he did respond. 
and obviously nothing was wrong with him. He was fine. He, he was healthy, you know, alive, not in the hospital. And he was messaging and replying all day, but the replies were longer. You're not giving me all these details like how you used to before. You you know, it's just that 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 fate, you feel it coming, right? We all know when it's about to happen. And what made it worse is that we work next to each other. I could see his job from my job window. Like I could be inside minding my business and look out the window and see him. I could see what he was doing. So I can see that you are out and happy and laughing and being your regular self, but you're just being different with me. Now back then, like that 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 constant accident it did make me feel like, you know, number one, I knew what he was doing all the time. He obviously liked me because you're taxing me all day. You must like me, right? I'm, I'm taxing you all day because I like you. When you like somebody, you want to talk to them all day. That was my logic. If you don't want to talk to me all day, you obviously must not like me. So he would be messaging me all day and I was happy with that. One time I was at work and this girl came in and she's just minding her business. She was on a call. I was a cashier at that time. She was on a call with somebody and on the call, I can overhear her describing him basically, right? This, this guy I'd seen. Same stuff he was telling me that he was doing every day. He was telling to her the exact same stuff. So then she started talking about it and she mentioned the car specifically and how he was checking on the car. I knew that it was him, right? And fast forward um, a couple of months later, because me, when people are pulling away from me back then, I have to try harder. I can't let go. I have to try harder. I had went away and just by chance, she was on the same flight as me, the same girl. She was on the same flight as me. I had bought him some sneakers when I went away, just super sneakers. And when I came back from away, he was like to me, oh, you know what? Somebody, I'm, um, somebody just gone away too and got me some sneakers. I hope you guys didn't get the same thing, right? He didn't say a girl, obviously. He said somebody. Somebody could have been anybody. But I already knew that he was talking about her. Now, be me being me, I couldn't say anything. I didn't have it in me to say anything. I didn't have it in me to basically lack out of her relationship, right? Because it wasn't progressing. That's called like it was. Um, we would see each other a couple of times a week, but we wasn't working towards anything. Most of the relationship existed by text, right? And that was it. But I knew what was happening. I didn't say anything. And fast forward, so I've done a TikTok before where I talked about how when um this guy was pulling away from me and I was being slow faded and I kept obsessively asking him if he he liked me. Same guy. It's the exact same guy. It's him. Then he stopped pulling away and I kept asking him if he still liked me, if he still liked me, if he still liked me. I swear to God, I was asking him probably about three, four times a week. And every time he would be like, you know, like, why do you keep asking me that? And I'm just like, because I can feel that things are different between us. Um, but he would always reassure me that he was still interested, which was obviously just bullshit in hindsight. It's clear as day that this wasn't progressing to anything. And then, of course, I know about this second girl in the cut that he doesn't know that I know about. And eventually, the the texting became less and less. That time us seeing each other, because we'd see each other about two or three times a week. We wasn't seeing each other anymore. We wasn't seeing each other anymore. We were texting way less. You're no longer replying to my messages. This is all sending me into a panic. Panic is the only word that I can use to describe it. And all I'm thinking is try harder, try harder. Like you have to, you have to get them to like you more. Like I don't, I don't know, right? 
Now, while all this is happening, I'm getting through all this panic. I know about this other girl. He pops up, because apparently there's a dark girl. He pops up with a girlfriend. He came up uh, with a girlfriend. And I remember feeling bad about myself after that because it was like, why not me? You know what I mean? I did everything right. I tried really hard. I... I, you know, I was doing everything I can. You were, we were talking all day. We were happy. We were seeing each other. We were happy. Why not me? And I remember thinking, because she was a few years older than me. Like I was in like 21 or 22 at that time. And she was at least like 26, 27. So even a couple of years older than him. And she had her own place. She had her own car. She was uh, a business owner. Like this was a grown ass woman compared to me. And I remember feeling like, that's why, like that's, that's why he picked her for all of those reasons. Like she's got things that I don't have. And you know, that could very well have been the case. Like I would probably want to be with the person who had the own place and the own car and the successful business over the person who had none of that stuff like you know whatever from that point like that I know for sure I know 100% sure that is when I got into that habit of constant texting all day every day I needed to know what you were doing like I just needed to have that constant contact because I needed to feel like you were there you would think that you know, with the way that everything played out, with the way that he popped up with these this girlfriend who wasn't me and who wasn't that other girl I mentioned, you would think that I would realize that somebody texting me all day really means absolutely nothing, you know what I mean? And instead, in my head, I still measured the, the success of a relationship or how much somebody cared about me with how often they wanted to t um, speak to me, right? And that's me. That's my low boundary having obsessive every time I like somebody. Like, you take over my life. So, obviously, I want to talk to you, right? That, that's how I looked at it back then. I, I want to talk to you nonstop. There's nothing I would rather do than give all my time and attention and energy to you. So, how, yeah, if you, if you like me too, then you're going to want to talk to me all day too and give me all your attention. And really, that's just not, just, just not it. It's not how it goes, right? And it's taken me... A very long time to accept that taxing it doesn't really play, it's not as important as, as as I thought it was because clearly somebody can text you and talk to you all day and still be having the exact same conversation with you with, with somebody else like he was doing with that other girl right because this girl was literally at this counter just on her her phone minding her business she doesn't know me I don't know her Mind her business and the whole conversation I hear her having with her friend, that's the whole conversation I had with him that day. Like I have been having these conversations with him. So yeah, you're just, fuck, who knows? Copying and pasting messages. Like there is a difference between someone being consistent in their communication with you and obviously actively seeking to speak to you and somebody spending all day speaking to you, right? And it's nice, obviously, to someone sh to show you interest and to want to speak to you. And that is obviously a good indicator that they, they care about you. But the all day, or not that they care about you, but that they are interested in you, I should say. But that all day constant contact, no, no, that ain't the vibe. That's not the vibe at all. And honestly, it just always made things worse for me. It always made things worse for me because I was so hypersensitive to everything. If you were ordinarily taking 10, 15 minutes to reply and then that one message, you take four hours. Oh my God, what if they forgot about me? Oh my God, what if I'm blocked? I'm constantly got to check to make sure you're online, to make sure you're still there, to make sure I can still see your display picture. It was exhausting, right? 
And then, of course, I'm sensitive to the actual messages that's been being said to me. Something so simple and I'm overanalyzing it and I'm trying to look for clues that you are interested in me. Clues that you are being affectionate. Just trying to pull everything, anything that I can from just simple little messages. I'm sure that's one of the ways that I've self-sabotaged relationships in the past. And I've talked about this a couple of times on TikTok. And every time I've talked about it, somebody's like, oh, well, what if I'm in a long-distance relationship? My question to you is what damn difference does distance make if it's making you feel anxious and worse all day? Like you could be with somebody who lives two miles away and somebody who lives 9,000 miles away and still just limit your contact to, you know, maybe just nightly. Why do you have to text each other all day? Why wouldn't you just FaceTime each other at night? Like if that's what you would have done if you were in the same country or city or whatever the case is. Like what difference does the distance make? If it all leaves you anxious, if it all makes you feel like you're, there's something to worry about, if you're stressing all the time without having that contact, then the distance doesn't matter. Of course, we all have to do what's working for, for us, but my question is, is it working for you? <laughs> is it working for you? Like, are you are you fine? Just recently, a few weeks back, I did that video and I, took, um, I was talking about how taxing all day meant absolutely nothing. I'm fair enough to say absolutely nothing is a bit extreme, but my point is that it doesn't mean as much as you think it does. Like, don't put the strength of your relationship on that. And there was somebody and it was like, sweetie, uh, uh, number one, calling me sweetie, right? I, I I, don't feel like I'm easily angered, but calling me sweetie, that's one of the things that take me from zero to eight and instantly. I, rather in person on TikTok, I don't care. And she's like, sweetie, I'm in a long distance relationship. Texting means everything to us. Number one, I want to knock your head against the wall. Do not call me sweetie. Don't call me sweetie. Please don't call me sweetie. It's just so unnecessary. It will take me from like, oh, I just, I don't like it. I really don't like it. And it's like, we're, we're in a long distance relationship. Texting means everything. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Being in communication consistently means everything. But tasking all day constantly, no, it doesn't. But if it doesn't apply to you, it doesn't apply to you, right? Do what works for you. Figure out what works for you. If you are happy doing that and if you can still feel secure and not feel anxious all the time um, by texting all day and that's, you know, what the other person's happy with, then fine, keep doing it. And that part's important as well because you do have to be mindful of the other person, right? If you're anxiously attached and maybe they're anxiously attached too and you're trying to break and say, you know, I, I need a bit of distance and they still need all day constant contact, you are going to have to find some balance to to how you're going to make that work. I personally don't even think that two anxiously attached people should be together. And that's just me based off of my own personal experience. It's just, it's a disaster, but it could, you know, it could work for somebody else. So, of course, you need to be mindful of, um, you know, what the other person needs as well. A lot of people ask every time I bring it up again, like they say they don't know how to approach this in conversation and say that they need less taxing without, without it coming across wrong. And I feel like, you know, that's you trying to take responsibility for other people's actions. Like, yes, you don't want to be an asshole, but to tell somebody that you you don't, want to be in contact with them all day that is not objectively a bad thing you know what I mean somebody who is of sound mind and emotional intelligence they're not automatically going to be offended by that right so if you are struggling to to sort of have this conversation and don't know what to say you can literally just say you know I prefer to have 
and um, see each other in person. I prefer to have phone conversations um, at night rather than to text all day. For me, my thing is I like to keep texting just to um, like to confirm plans and obviously little check-ins throughout the day. Like if you just, you know, want to make sure I'm okay or something, or if you had a meeting at work and I know it was a big meeting, I'm going to send you a quick text. Hey, how did the meeting go? Um, or once we got to that point and I see something on TikTok and we were just talking about this or, you know what I mean? Like there's little things, but not the, the, the important stuff, not the big things, not those things, this deep conversations that help you to connect with people. Like you don't want to have a, a relationship that's built entirely around texting. You just, it's, it's not real. It's, that's the fact of it. it it's not real, right? Uh, that quality time in person, that's what matters, that, um, there's real life interactions and exchanges. That's, that's the important stuff. When I posted about this on TikTok before, someone was like, you know, I tried to tell him this and his response was, if you don't want to talk to me all day, we might as well stop speaking at all. That is a red flag if I've ever seen one. If someone's immediate reaction to you setting a boundary is just sort of that all or nothing thinking, you need to be mindful of that. I'm not going to go as far as say, um, you know, to end it because, you know, you have to take other factors into consideration. But that is a rare flag. Don't ignore that right there. You're looking for somebody who, number one, tries to work to understand why you've, you've set this boundary anyway, why you think that you need this space, number one, and who can also give some input and tell you what their preference are is so that you can, you know, come up with something that works for both of you rather than saying, well, if it can't be this way, then, you know, let's just end it now. Like, what, what a thing to say. I've had the conversation and um, the question asked, sorry, it's like, oh, like, what if it's like a, the, the relationship's long term committed? I don't think it's an automatic thing where, okay, you've been together for six months now. Now you can start texting all day. It's like, why is it necessary? You know, in my life, like relationships aside, and when I just look at my friendships and my platonic relationships, there is nobody in my life who I text all day, every day. Sometimes my best friend and I, we might have a day where we are actually texting all day back and forth because she still lives in Bermuda. So we might have a day where, you know, we are on it. Conversation is hot and we are just messaging each other pretty much all day. That's like a one-off thing, but there is nobody else in my life who I have to talk to all day, every day, 24-7. So why would I put that unrealistic expectation on the people I date? And that's sort of been a big thing for me within, not even just texting, but within dating itself. Like that's definitely been a big part of my growth, paying attention to the expectations that I put on people that I love platonically versus the people that I date. Like why are those expectations so differently? Yes, romantic and platonic relationships are not completely the same, right? But why are the expectations way differently? Like, I didn't know how to have healthy relationships. I just know how to obsess over people who I like. And not even people I like. Like, people who I thought I like. Just people who, like, anybody, really. You know? <laughs> anybody. There was no there was no discernment. It was just, oh, oh, you're here now. Well, you must be the one to come and, you know, give me my happy ending, whatever the case might be. But... If like texting and constant contact is a big thing for you, you definitely want to set that boundary early on in the relationship, um, very, very early on. And you know what? It is a difficult thing to, to go from having that and being in that constant communication to 
creating distance and creating space, but it's so worth it in the end. And eventually you will get used to it, right? It will take you some time, but you will get used to it. And you, you'd notice you're a bit more lighter, right? And if things come to an end, it, it doesn't hit you so hard because you haven't gone out of your way to include this person in every aspect of your life all day, every day. Like you, you don't have that constant contact. So you're able to, to let go a little bit more easily. Like, you know, that's not a complete fix. There's other stuff you might need to work on as well, but it'll, it'll be a bit easier to walk away from, um, relationships or move on from heartbreak when you just haven't, um, intertwined this person into every second of every day. And I do have a newsletter that I put out some weeks back and I called it um, Things That Help Ease My Anxiety Communication Edition. And that one, I talked about this texting thing. Um, I, you know, constant all day texting. Another thing I had mentioned was like responding to text quickly. And there was a couple of other things or like four or five things that I had mentioned. So you might want to check that out. Um, there's some tips and things and I explained to you why I do this now and what I think it was doing to me and why it was making my anxiety worse. Um, and that is it. Thank you for listening. If you can't do anything else today, make sure you be kind to yourself.